0: Judas and Peter, A Tale of Two Disciples The Betrayal and Arrest of Jesus According to the Gospel of John After Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley to a place where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place because Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas brought a detachment of soldiers together with police from the chief priests and the Pharisees, and they came there with lanterns and torches and weapons.
1: Judas is an enigmatic figure. There are two ways of looking at this troubled apostle. The first is through the eyes of hard-line fundamentalists. The second is through the eyes of Jesus, who saw something good and selected him as an apostle. We see fundamentalists everywhere. They are people who seek to do the right thing, but always in the light of an impersonal set of laws. They are cerebral, with little room for sympathy or mercy at public executions where capital punishments still exist. They are seen shouting things like, you did the crime, now do the time. May you rot in hell for your violence. God may forgive you, but I never will for the pain you caused me. Then we look at Judas through the eyes of Jesus. Today, we look at him through the eyes of Pope Francis. Was Pope Francis's wish whimsical? I hope hell is empty. Jesus had not selected Judas on a whim. He saw talent in Judas. But by the Last Supper, Judas had substantially changed. Jesus saw the signs and told Judas that he should do quickly what he had determined to do. At that same supper, we are told, Jesus loved these apostles, and he loved them to the end, including Judas. He would give Judas many chances, even at the eleventh hour. He called Judas a friend in the garden of Gethsemane. The Synoptic Gospels tell us that Judas betrayed Jesus with a kiss. But John shows us a Jesus who preempted Judas's betrayal. Jesus is proactive. He tells the soldier that he is the one that they are seeking. They should let the others, including Judas, go free. I tried to fathom Judas by putting on his mindset. He saw in Jesus a charismatic leader. Jesus would set them free from the oppressing Romans. He unveiled the hypocrisy of his own Jewish leaders and people. He also saw Jesus as a person who could take care of himself. In Nazareth, he passed through the midst of the people who tried to throw Jesus over a cliff. In Jerusalem, he had seen Jesus escape from those who wanted to stone him. But this Jesus, in the mind of Judas, was going too slow. Perhaps he should speed things up and push the envelope. He would provoke a clash between the Jewish soldiers and Romans and force Jesus to act. Jesus had escaped in the past. He could do it now. But it did not turn out the way Judas thought. There was only one way out in Judas's mind. Suicide. He never sought forgiveness from Christ for what he had done. Some people have called those who commit suicide, cowards. But having buried two suicide cases myself, I knew personally, I know that they were good persons. There is a deep despair, a temporary insanity, and even a mistaken concern for those they love. Through suicide, I won't shame my family. I will not put them through more pain." Judas has been synonymous with a betrayer. In reality, he was a flawed apostle, but deeply loved by Jesus to the end.
0: Peter denies Jesus again, according to the Gospel of John. Now Simon Peter was warming himself. They asked him, You are not also one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the slaves of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Again, Peter denied it. And at that moment, the cock crowed. I have often meditated
1: on the person of Peter, He is very sympathetic and amiable. He is so human like any of us. He is impulsive. Jerusalem is a dangerous place. Jesus decides to go there, and Peter says, "'Let us also go and die with Him.' He decides on the spur of the moment. He is spontaneous and sincere. He is afraid of the mob the Pharisees, and the soldiers, when they caught Jesus. Peter would follow, but from a distance. He would not leave the side of Jesus, and yet he was following from afar, because he was afraid. He denies Jesus. He warms himself from the cold of the night. It is the courtyard of Caiaphas. How human! He is ready to tell a lie and deny Jesus. No, I do not know him. I was not with him. What a serious denial. What a serious sin. Peter sinks into the chasm of betrayal and dishonesty. He is curious. After the resurrection, Peter asks Jesus about John. What about him? How will he die? We know Jesus' reply. Peter, you follow me. Don't worry about John. After the resurrection, Jesus asks him, do you love me? He says, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. How could Peter assert, you know, and I love you? Peter weeps, how human. He accepts, confesses his mistake, and repents. Peter sought the forgiveness of Jesus, something Judas failed to do. And Judas gave up in despair and took his own life, while Peter continued his ministry. Christ's compassionate reaction to the betrayals of Peter help us to see the love of God more clearly. I must see justice as Jesus sees it. It is His justice, not ours. Jesus makes him the first pope, Peter, who was first disloyal, but then repentance. God's justice is not our justice. We would have said anybody else should be the first pope, but in no way Peter, the one who denied Christ. Peter was weak, disloyal. Yet, Jesus decided to build his church on Peter. By then, Peter is a changed man. Peter would be the firm rock. In the 1951 movie, Quo Vadis, There is a scene in which Peter is seen running away from the persecutors. He suddenly noticed Jesus going in the same direction, and Peter asks, "'Quo vadis domine?' "'Lord, where are you going?' And Jesus answered, "'I am going back to Jerusalem to die once again.'" The message is loud and clear. Peter returns to his flock. He must be with his fellow Christians. He has been appointed to be their leader. He is their first pope. Peter is crucified, but he asked to be crucified with his head down. He felt he was not worthy to die like his master. This Lent, let us find the courage to ask forgiveness for our sins, trusting that our Lord will be there for us in our time of need.